Subscribe to this podcast to get exclusive access to the after show Shooting the Breeze. Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to have on singer-songwriter Gary Pratt. Uh, we're going to be discussing his music, his musical career, uh, and how God has worked through his life to bring him to the point where he's at right now, and uh, about his uh, other business ventures that he's got. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cool Explorations. Today we have singer-songwriter Gary Pratt. And uh, he's going to be talking about his music here, as well as uh, how God has played uh, a role in his life throughout this whole journey. So why don't you start off by just introducing yourself and uh, telling us a little about you. Hey, folks. um, Gary Pratt. I'm from uh, Pennsylvania, um, near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I actually grew up in a small coal mining town, probably about 40 miles east of Pittsburgh. Um, Very small town. And it was pretty cool growing up in a a small town like that. Always was in the music from from when I was a kid. Uh, my parents said I was dancing around before, you know, before I could even talk. So music's always been in my blood. You know, God gave me that, and uh, I'm so thankful for that because it's really been been my life. It's been what um, gives me motivation and what has helped me through a lot of different um, things in my life, different uh, events and different um, problems and and. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a blessing, and I know that he put it in my heart um, to guide me, and um, and he guides me to, um, where he wants me to be. But um, it's been such a blessing. I went to college uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, it was the first time I was away from home, and that was sort of culture shock. <laughs> I got to see what the real world sort of looked like out there. I wasn't so uh, you know in a one horse town. You don't you know everybody, and uh, so that was that was different. Um, graduated from college with a marketing degree and business degree and uh, went to Nashville for a year. Um, probably played every venue in Nashville. Did a lot of showcases. Um, the problem with Nashville, you know, you got to be careful. Um, it's hard to have a job and also go out at night and play because a lot of the places expect you to play for free. And you're going to do it because you want people to hear you. Plus, you you want to do your music. When a lot of times you're out there playing, you don't care if you're getting paid. You know, you're doing your music. People are hearing you. Um, you're getting your message across, and um, that's more important than being paid. A lot of times, even if you don't have money or you know you're struggling. Um, so I sort of got a bad taste in my mouth. You know, about Nashville. Um, there's a lot of scams down there. There's a lot of people using people. So you got to be careful um, and smart about it. Um, moved back home. That was another culture shock going from two big cities, going back home to a small town was like, I, I can't take this now. You know, I got to get out of this out, out of this town. So I, I moved to another town, which is 15 minutes from, um, where I grew up at. I grew up in a town called Slickville. I now reside in a place called Greensburg and it's not a big town. It's still, it's a small town, but, um, we got a lot of things going on here. A lot of music going on here. And um, I opened up a business uh, downtown Greensburg, and that's a whole other story where God put that in my path. And uh, maybe someday we can talk about that, or if we have time, we'll talk about it later. But yeah. Um, yeah. everything that has happened in my life, um, even pursuing the music all my life, but having these recent breaks in my music uh, this last two years, um, you know, that's been God's timing because I don't think I was ready for it before, and. Um, I'm just I'm just so blessed with my music, and that's sort of a little bit of my background um, of, to where I'm at right now. 
Yeah, and you talk about God's timing, and that definitely uh, makes sense because we do see a lot of people who are really young and they get into music. Um, Justin Bieber, an example, and it it kind of does wreck them. Like you can just tell it's it affects them in, in a negative way. It goes to their head, or uh, they don't yeah. they don't know how to handle the fame uh, or the money, uh, and so it, it does kind of uh, mess with their mind. Uh, and the way that they live their life. Um, we see that with actors too. I mean, Lindsay Lohan, uh, for example, you see what it did to her. Um, Jessica Simpson for the longest time as well. Um, you see what it did to her. So that that really makes sense um, about God's timing. Yeah, in there. yeah, it is because, you know, I mean, I took some wrong roads in my life. And, um, you know, if I would have probably been, um, you know, some famous country music star back then, I probably, I probably wouldn't be here. So, um, you know, you got to look at things in, in different ways. And I think a lot of young people aren't mature enough to process everything that's going on. And um, I know a lot of people, too, uh, they don't find, you know, God um, until a little bit later in life. And uh, to even process through that, you know, we're always changing. Um, I started writing a song this morning. <laughs> um, it's about, uh, you know, they say like a leopard's spots can never be changed. And sometimes people say people can't change because, and they say that same thing. I disagree a hundred percent because I think we're all in a process of changing every day in our thought process. And, you know, uh, God's trying to work in our life that we see, we see him. And uh, so I, I started writing that song this morning. So I don't know where it's going to take me, but uh, it's just uh, a thought in my head, but. Uh, you know, it's a process and, you know, we all have to grow and we all have to, um, you know, try to change, uh, especially the bad things in our lives, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And we do see change. I mean, I'm interviewing Kairos Prison Ministry International uh, at the end of August. Uh, and so they're into prison ministry and you see lots of change coming out of these people. Some of them become ministers after being in prison. And that's an amazing change that only God could could bring about in a person uh so why don't you tell us a little about your testimony and how god's kind of shaped your life into where you are now uh i was talking about a, a little bit but it seems like everything that's happened in my life uh, you know god has had his hands in it um from putting music you know in in my life that actually you know it saved me um you know it's like i said i had a little problem with alcohol one time and um you know god saved me and um, I, I'm so happy that he did because I'm living life now, even through the bad things in my life that are going on. Um, and there's always the good things too. Um, my dad recently passed away about four months ago. And, you know, our family's been going through some heartache there and just trying to deal with everything. And, uh, but all through the, the bad, you know, you have to see the good out of it too. Um, but God has put so many things in my life that um and I, I look back and i see why this happened and why this happened and why this happened we were talking about my flower shop earlier yeah. um, if it wasn't for my flower shop i wouldn't be doing music and god put that flower shop in my hands which i started from uh, a pop cooler in a rusty old van and uh you know some some people thought it was a little crazy and you know, I had one person, a friend of mine, that said, go for it, try it. What, what's going to happen, you know? And that's another thing. You, you can't be afraid of things in life. you got to try to go for your dreams. And uh, I've learned that through the, you know, um, 
through God. I mean, he's taught me so much. Um, I was working at a geriatric uh, facility uh, as a recreation director for several years, and I wanted out of there. And uh, not that I didn't like the, the residents or the patients or what I was doing. It was just time for a change. And uh, a new company bought that company out. I, uh, I, they downsized. <laughs> and uh, I um, was off work. I got a severance pay. I was off work for a year. Started delivering flowers for just something to do. And uh, working at, uh, as a night auditor is at Hampton Inn. And got those jobs the same exact day. And I took both of them because they were both part-time. I did both jobs for a year. And then uh, decided to open up this flower shop. Now, when I was after I had my flower shop open, um, which the Hampton Inn actually um, kept cutting my hours back till I was down to like one day a week, and I had quit the other flower quit the other flower shop, of course. And um, as my business grew, the Hampton cut my hours back. And when I went to quit, um, they actually put me on. They laid me off. So I had that money coming in and that's God's work, you know, right. uh, had that small flower shop that I rented like a $200 space for about five years, started looking for a building. I was on my way to sign a contract on a building, which was way over my price range. And I was scared to do it. And I went past this one building that was never for sale before. Went past it once, you know, I was going to sign that contract and I saw this building. I said, I better check into this. So I called. Um, it was a Friday. They said it's on uh, foreclosure. And if you want to get a bid in, you have to do it today because Monday morning they're making a decision. So uh, I had my dad come in, look, he was in construction and looked at it and he said, I don't know. I said, well, I'm going for it. So I uh, put the bid in and Monday morning they called and they told me I had I had the building. And uh, glad to say it's paid off because it was foreclosure, you know. And that's God. He's putting that in my, in my path. That business has been so so great in my life um and financial ways too and that's why i was able to make this album and uh, well actually a couple albums um and it's because of that finances you know i don't have a big backer financing me it was and it takes money you know you can do it on a simple budget if you want and i suggest that the people if they don't have a big budget you know do something get it out there but um this is like a full-blown production and if it wasn't for the flower shop that God gave me, I wouldn't be doing my music. And he wouldn't be actually giving me, you know, like the message that he wants me to give to people. Because without this last album, I had no direction in my music. And um, now I have exactly where I want to go with my music and what I want to tell me, tell people about life and, you know, what I've, I've, I've experienced and how I can help other people. Um, you know, that's what my music's about. Um, and, you know, he's given me the attitude, too, that there's always a positive uh, aspect to everything in life. Um, like I said, my dad passed away a couple months ago. I had the opportunity to help take care of him, uh, to be there for him, to say goodbye, to reminisce. Um, some people don't have that, you know. And I always prayed that. He, he had cancer, so I always prayed that he wouldn't be in pain and that, um, you know, he would, um, you know, he would be awake the whole time before he passed away. Because I've seen so many people pass away being on hospice and with the morphine and that, you sort of just go to sleep and pass away. 
and my dad had no pain. He had cancer all the way through his body. Um, we were all there when he passed away and he was talking one minute and he passed away the next, you know I mean? It's, it's, I'm getting chills right now, but you know, that that's God's work. And you know, that's prayers answered. And um, you know, we're, we're dealing with everything and everything happens for a reason. And none of us are here forever. And you know, there's always, there's our day to go. And uh, you know, we got to make the best life that we have right now and be the best person that we possibly can be, you know, so we're remembered for the good things. And so that's sort of, you know, my process of um, telling people, you know, how to, you know, better your lives and be a good person. And, and, you know, you want to be remembered to be a, of being a good person. And most of the time people are remembered for the good things they've done and, or just their smile or, or something like that. So um, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but, no, you know, God's in my life every day. I don't leave the house without saying the Lord's prayer. Um, I constantly listen to the different Bible uh, shows on, on the radio and on, on, um, Serious XM and all that. Uh, so I'm sort of, you know, it's a it's a process I've been going through for life, and you know, hopefully I just keep going. And and uh, I just want, you know, I just uh, like I said, I have a message now. Before I did, yeah, and that makes that makes a lot of sense because God does uh, definitely use trials in our life to to build us up and make us who we are. Um. So I, I completely understand that. Uh, and uh, I've a lot of the people I've talked to have the same kind of experience with with that. Good. And even uh, Daisy Page that I just interviewed, um, she is fleeing from an abusive situation, but she has a disease that's not I didn't really wasn't really familiar with it either, but MSA, um, where it really starts disconnecting your brain from a lot of your organs. Uh, and so she is on her on her last legs um as she was describing and says hospice is coming next week and everything so she's she's trying to get her message out now um before and i i was really blessed by that interview uh as i am with so many of these testimonies i hear um, yeah. just because you do you get to see god at work in his timing and see the process that he works through in so many other people's lives and you take example for it in your own life and just be like yeah i can relate to that like that makes sense yeah, and I, 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 that's one thing. So I, some people, I don't know how they think, but um, I don't know if their thinking process, you know, opens them up to this, or if I'm just blessed by God putting that, you know, in my heart and in my in my head that I can um, be objective and look at things, and you know, that's a blessing in itself. Yeah, yeah. And what ended up inspiring you to decide to actually get into music and actually uh, follow that? You know, I've been doing music since I was a kid. I used to have uh, neighborhood talent shows and I'd make them sign contracts and everything. So <laughs> I was a producer back then. <laughs> uh, so I've been doing music a long time. But I, as a kid, you know, I was um, I was sort of awkward. I didn't um, really hang out with a lot of people. Um, but uh, and I think that's where music came into my life because I was constantly um in our in our basement my mom and dad let me turn the whole basement into a music studio and i was just down there constantly singing and singing and singing they bought me my first pa system and helped me get my first band put together which were all older people um than i was i was like 16 and uh to have people in my band that were like you know 21 and older or 18 and older and um probably 21 because we, we played a lot of clubs 
And uh, my parents always had to be there, of course. Uh, but back in those days, which was, this was really strange. On my breaks, I had to go outside and stand outside the building because I wasn't allowed to be in the club. Now, does that make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, my parents, were they were always there. And uh, I, I got a lot of experience from the older people and, and you know, them showing me what to do and and uh, just being on the stage constantly in, in some bigger places. If I was just in a garage band with kids my own age, we wouldn't have been playing. I wouldn't have been playing those places or getting those those uh, that kind of experience. I opened for a lot of people in my past. Uh, even currently, I'm opening for a lot of big names. But uh, like when I was 16, I opened up for Crystal Gal. I mean, who does that? You know, uh, Ronnie Millsap and. I actually opened up for Ronnie Millsap a couple of times and uh, but music has always been my place to go. It was my constant thing. That's all I thought about. All I thought about was music and, you know, God put that in my heart for a reason. And, you know, I'm just, I'll keep doing music until, you know, till I'm ready to expire, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, whatever, wherever he shows me, he puts ideas in my head too. And I can go to sleep and um, wake up with a song in my head and, you know, I just, you know, I give him the glory for it. Yeah, and I love to see that because my daughter is even, like, she loves Pink, uh, especially. Uh, yeah. The song Secrets, that's my daughter's favorite song to dance to. My daughter oh. was showing me a, a video of her um, doing a dramatization to a song this morning, too, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you support it, but she just, she loves music. They're both, both my kids uh, are learning piano. My daughter wants to learn violin uh, and the drums. Cool. Um, and yeah. my, my son wants to learn the guitar. He's got himself a guitar already. And um, his grandma's teaching him the piano and says, you have to learn piano and the chords and all that stuff first, and then we'll work on the guitar. But they both love yeah. there. Yeah, it would be nice to ha have that. Um, uh, I never learned that kind of stuff growing up. And I, I it's a regret. I wish I had. Um, yeah. Because I think it would help me with my songwriting that I... That I, well, I was always around a lot of music. Um, my dad actually played guitar a little bit when I was younger, but then when he turned 50, he actually started playing all the time. And I was always teasing him. I said, I'm gonna get you out on stage with me. He would never do it. <laughs> I, I wish he would at least once, you know. Um, but a lot of uh, cousins, uh, they played in bands. My one cousin, I think this might have been one of the times I really decided I was gonna have a band when I grew up. Uh, my cousin Floyd was, we were at a picnic and he was playing in a band. It was at this picnic, it was a family reunion type of thing. And I just sat there and, and watched the band the whole time while all the other kids are out running around, you know. I didn't care about that. They, you do. I just sat there and I told my mom and dad when I come, when we were on our way home, I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be in a band. And uh, started at 16 and I haven't stopped. So. <laughs> yeah, and you've recently had some success too uh, with your music, uh, both um, getting awards as well as some success in the charts. Um, and recently you got the International Singer-Songwriter of the Year 2021 award. What was it like getting that award uh, for you? Okay, that's a story. Um, of course, we, they didn't really have the award show because of COVID. Yeah. And I was, this is sort of strange. I was at a place at, in the mall and um, a place called Things Remembered. Have you ever heard of that, that, that store? I it's called it. Things they engrave things and stuff like that. So I was having something engraved. So I was out um, in the hallway in a mall. Of course, everyone's keeping their distance from everybody else. But 
the mall was open, sitting there with my mask on, and I'm watching. Uh, they did a virtual show, and I'm watching it on my on my phone. And um, I really didn't think I would win. Um, and the album is called Something Worth Remembering. And I'm sitting in the mall waiting for things remembered, to, you know, to put something on. <laughs> so, uh, that was sort of strange, you know. So I'm watching, and they announced my name, and I was just like. I jumped up and I'm like, I looked around, I just sat right back down. I was just so excited. I couldn't believe that I actually won. And it just validated me. Um, you know, it validated my music, it validated this this album. And I was just in awe, you know, and then I'm up for five awards this year, which I am attending. Um, actually taking my mom. Um, she needs to get away and um she's she'll be turning 80 uh while we're away. Um so this is sort of her 80th birthday present. She always wanted to go to the awards, see me up there on stage, and hopefully I'll be upstage and I'll be able to, you know, you know, say my thank yous and you know, um, and you know, tell people who got me to where I am up there on stage and living that dream of something I've always wanted to do. You know, I used to watch it on TV. Someday I'm going to be up there. So hopefully on August 6th that dream will be coming true. But um, I'm excited about that. I'm up, like I said, five awards, and uh, hopefully at least get one. Just one. And is that the Country Music Awards? Like that, like the CMA? Is that that, or it is the International Singer Songwriter Association? There's over fifteen thousand members. I know, um, so it's people all over the world, and um, to be recognized not only by your fans who nominate you, um, then the next process is all uh, winners from past years. Uh, so it's more of like a peer and uh, a business business people that are in the business that actually take the nominees and um, pick you know who, who's the winner's going to be. So it, it it's it's a big award, you know. And like I said, it, it's pretty it's amazing. And you know, I never thought I'd be doing this, and it's all because of this album that's out now and uh, the people I have behind it and Michael Stover. Uh, MTS Records, you know, he got me on your show too. So, uh, he, Michael's he, does he does a great job. Um, I sang at his church too. That was interesting. Uh, that's the first time I ever met him. We always talked on the phone or basically a lot of emails, but uh, it was nice meeting him too. Yeah, I, I enjoy working with him. He's uh, he's a great guy and he works hard. I've I've given him acclimates in several podcasts just because he does work so hard. He's he's really great. Uh, you also had some success in the charts lately. Uh, do you want to tell us a little about those successes? Yeah, uh, the last two singles, um, one was a ballad, one is our love, it's lost, uh, actually got on national charts and uh, some other you know independent charts. And I have a new song out called You Gotta Jump In. And uh, this this song is actually a, a song I wrote um, because, you know, because of my past of being scared to go for things in my life. and. Uh, um, you know, it's about not being afraid of, you know, overcoming fear, you know, trusting in God. And, you know, we only got one life to live, so we got to make it, we got to make it count. And that's what this, uh, that song's about. And it's hitting so many different charts right now. In fact, Mike um, sent me a list of uh, the charts that it's on right now, and it's hitting some of the mainstream charts. You know, people are listening to it on YouTube and iTunes and, um, like I said, this, it's just been a blessing. Each song that we put out seems to do a little bit better than the next. And, uh, you know, it's 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 amazing, you know. Yeah, and your album, Something Worth Remembering, um, 
there's a story behind that album. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that story and, and about the album itself? Yeah, um, I was in the studio, uh, Tonic Studios in Pittsburgh, Mama Keysport, and um, I got to give a shout out to my producer, Brian Cole and Doug Casper, uh, the engineer and uh, musician who did most of all the instruments on both of these albums, the Christmas one and this one. Um, Adam Ernest, who's actually with Sony right now in Nashville, and he's doing excellent. I just wish, you know, I don't want to be selfish, but I wish he was still here because he's just so talented and he puts so much energy and so much into this album, um, both albums, uh, that, you know, I'm going to miss him. But I was in the studio doing a Christmas album in the middle of July, and um, I got this idea to do a, another full-blown album because um, my brother passed away, like, two years prior uh, to this. And I decided to do something in his memory. So I started putting the songs together and started listening to some um, major writers in Nashville because I didn't want all this album just to be me. I wanted it to be some other writers, maybe it would open up some other doors, uh, people listening. <clears throat> so um, I went ahead and I said, let's do the album. And, and we started recording and um, I was real happy with everything that was going on in the album. There's fun songs. There's songs about life. There's serious songs. There's love songs. You know, it's, it's country music. So you got to put it all in there. A lot of my songs that I write have a reference to God in there somewhere. Um, even though they're country, you know, and I am in the process of now writing some Christian songs. So we're going to talk about that someday. You and I, uh, maybe you can help me out with your lyrics. You were saying, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so, the album was going along great. I liked the way it sounded. I liked the songs that we were, you know, coming up with and, and some of my originals. Um, everything was sounding great. And but something really wasn't sitting right with me. It just I was real uneasy about dedicating to my brother. It just didn't it wasn't making sense to me. And I just felt like there's something missing with this. It it's not making sense to me. And I told my producer and uh, he contacted uh, some people in Nashville and he brought this song into me and it's called Something Worth Remembering. And he played it and it was just like, wow. And I'm sitting here right now getting goosebumps again. So, but uh, and that's God. He's saying, okay, it's yeah. good. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, he brought this song in, he played it for me and I was like, oh my gosh. I said, that, that's it. That's the song. That was the glue to put every song together. When I heard that song, I knew exactly what song I was gonna have first on the album. I knew exactly what song was gonna be last and uh, ended up, it's a title track of the album, Something Worth Remembering. And you know, everybody in life wants to be remembered after they're gone. And it was just perfect for what I was doing. And uh, it was, you know, it was a godsend. Not only that, it was written by um, Tony Arata who wrote the dance for Garth Brooks. And to have his name on my album, is, I've always loved Tony anyhow. I used to listen to him when I was in Nashville and that. But to have his name along on my album and him saying, yes, go ahead and record it, that was, you know, that was, and where did that song come from? You know, I never heard it before. And all of a sudden, there it is in my lap. And, yeah. you know, it was for, it's for a reason. And like I said, this album, it's a life story from the front, from the first song to the last song it, it and uh, it's a lot about my life it's about my brother's life and um you know like i said if it wasn't for god i wouldn't have been doing it i wouldn't have had the money to do it or got the idea 
Now, the benefits of this song, not only am I here talking to you and it's hitting the charts, it's also it also helped the grieving process, you know, of losing my brother because we were we were all close. And um, not a day goes by, I don't miss him. And, um, you know, it just, it helped my parents too in the grieving process because, you know, they'd come to my concerts, I'd be doing, you know, and I would explain to people where that song came from. And you know, I think it helped all of us. Um, and now, you know, my dad passed recently too. And so my mom's gone through a lot. So even though good things are happening in my life, you know, we all have struggles. And, um, you know, we have to take it day by day and just, like I said, try to be the best person that we possibly can be through everything that we're going through and help others. Sometimes you get out of yourself, you know, it helps you. Yeah. And that's why uh, for every interview, like I always pray um, about every interview and that it reaches at least somebody for Christ and plants that seed for the Holy Spirit to work with. And um, that was why I wanted to give you a chance to talk about that too, because I think it was such a, a great story and purpose behind that album that uh it's important to talk about i know with um i haven't experienced any really close losses uh, my grandfather has passed my grandmother but uh i wasn't close to either of those two and now i've got another grandmother i am close to who's got severe dementia um and alzheimer's and it's really just taken her from being this strong independent woman that i've always known to being this shell of herself and it's been really a challenge to see that um yeah. because yeah I, I was i'm really close to that grandmother so it is really really hard to to see her that way um she always protected me from my grandfather who was very um emotionally abusive um uh, uh -huh. he wasn't very supportive because i wasn't a manly man i didn't enjoy logging uh -huh. like he liked i wanted to no. hang out with my grandma i wanted to cook <laughs> like i liked that stuff um and so he, had not, he didn't, I was the same way my <laughs> Yeah. I was the same way. My dad took me hunting one time, and uh, I'm like, I really don't want to do this, but I'm going. And uh, he went somewhere. We were hunting deer, and he went over the hill, and he came up over the other side of the hill because he was chasing the deer toward me, so I would shoot one. He comes up over the hill. Here I'm here. I have two fawns there, and I'm feeding them bananas that I had. And he's like, You're not supposed to be playing with those things. You're supposed to be shooting them. But uh, that was the last time I went hunting. <laughs> I understand that completely. Yeah, like my, my grandparents are both actually big into hunting. They they really enjoyed it. I, I like I, I used to go for hunt. I haven't go for hunted in a long time, but uh to keep down the gopher population so the cows and everything don't step in the gopher holes because that kills the cow, it breaks their leg. <laughs> yeah. Um what was it like actually working with a lot of those country greats in the album, like for yourself personally? What was that like? Um to have their names on my album. <laughs> It was actually it was pretty mind blowing. Actually, um, I have a Reba Mac Reba McIntyre's niece also co-wrote a song on there, um, and just it it opened the doors. I got some contacts in Nashville now um, that hopefully I'll be co-writing with um, soon. I did also have a, a few people from MTS Records, Matt Weston. I don't know if you ever talked to him yet before. Yeah, yeah, re-interviewed him. He's a great guy. <laughs> I, yeah, I had Matt on the album. Um, and I, I did a duet with Savannah Nider, who um, uh, actually it's my favorite song on the album I wrote. Uh, it's a great duet. Some, if you haven't listened to it, uh, it's called "Defined Us," and uh, it's about um, God putting you where you want to, you know, where you should be. And bad things happen for some for a reason, and around the corner could be the you know the best thing that ever happened to you in your life. 
Um, so that, I mean, those are the people I didn't really work with, like Tony Arada or anything, but his songs on the album, uh, working with the people I did work with, uh, you know, they were a great team and everyone's sort of moving around a little bit. Brian's in Nashville working and Adam's gone now. And, but I mean, there's always new people around, to, you know, to help out to do, to do a, a project. So, uh, but doesn't mean they, they won't come back and do it. Uh, opening up for some of the people I've opened up with recently, um, uh, Neil McCoy and, and Lori Morgan, Pam Tillis, Pam and Lori actually were, they're my favorite. They just took me and had me sign autographs when they were signing autographs, took me in their dressing room and we we're sitting there singing together and went out to dinner with them. They were awesome. Um, Dwight Yoakam, I just got to say hello, a couple words too. Uh, Ronnie Millsap. Last time, he's a great guy, he's funny. Last time he was a little bit sick when I opened up for him. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Uh, Travis Tritt and um, a lot of them are great, but Pam Tillis and Lori Morgan by far were uh, are at the top of my list for being so kind and generous and you know, just really making me feel like I was part of a big show, you know, and uh, they, were, they were awesome. So hopefully I'll, there'll be some more people I'll be opening up for and hopefully um maybe someday someone will be opening up for me you know so. yeah that'd be cool <laughs> yeah i always uh i always enjoyed seeing some of the opening acts for for musicians like when i i used to go to paul brandt concerts all the time whenever he came to, to regina which is close to us my parents would fork out the cash as a, a thing even though we really struggled we did not have money but somehow they would pull together money to to take me to a paul brandt concerts and i got to see like doc walker um open uh for them as well as um oh shoot i just forgot his name uh but he wrote some songs that i really liked and then ended up starting to sing for himself as well um and uh, he used to write songs for aaron pritchett um and uh stuff like that and i i absolutely loved listening to his his songs i was thrilled that he was the opening act and that he was actually getting into his own thing because i did look at writers because i was a writer myself so i did look at some of the people who actually were writing songs oh. uh that always interested me um so yeah it, it's cool to, to to open for people and uh yeah just to meet them is pretty you know it's pretty pretty cool you know uh i i, I love it any any chance that i get to open up for someone i of course do it uh and uh, i am doing some major concerts around pittsburgh now um with uh with the band called Abilene. Um, they're back of me and helping me. They've learned all my songs. And uh, I always have a girl singer. Her name's Kate Zoller. Give a shout out to her. And, um, you know, they're just a great, great team. And so we'll just see where, where God takes me right now. I'm content where I'm at and, you know, one, one step at a time. Yeah. And it is, a, is it that journey. And uh, how have you kind of seen God at work throughout that entire journey, putting right things in place or right things at the right time you know what it, it's been <laughs> that's been all my life you know it, it really has been just sometimes like i'd want to do something there was actually one time when i was watching a band and i'm like oh i wish i'd love to sing with that band and be the front man for them you know and i said but that guy the lead singer only you know, the front guy will never, he'll never quit you know it was like the next week the band, they called me and they said, you still interested? And I said, yeah. So, I mean, those kind of things that are so remarkable, uh, where I'll get a call and say, hey, you want to open up for somebody at the Palace Theater? And it's like, you know, you weren't even thinking about it. And here it is dropped in your lap. And I don't think there's any coincidences. I think it's all planned, you know. And, and you know, God has put 
I used to be have stage fright too, especially these large concerts. And now I look at it as, as a challenge and it's, um, you know, you got to step out of your box, out of your comfort zone to grow. And, you know, I, I got that in my head now. So anytime that I'm scared to do something, I just go ahead and say, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is going to help me grow and, you know, be a better person and be able to help others. And, and, but God has been by my side through good, through bad. He throws, you know, things i believe i have the favor of god i just things happen that uh, i can't explain and i think they're supposed to happen when they do but you also have to be able to have enough courage to go ahead and grab it and you know trust uh, i think um god wants us to trust him and i think it's one of the major things he wants us to do you know we can't really explain why people pass away or how they do or bad things happen but we have to trust that it's you know for the good and uh, that's that's how i work so and that's how i think god works on me yeah and i can relate to the out of the box thing because uh god keeps pushing me further and further out of my comfort zones and gets me approaching <laughs> it is it is uh it gets me approaching people that i wouldn't have dreamed of picking up the phone and calling before um and i've actually had mm -hmm the one person I did call uh, this past week was like, I'm impressed. You actually called. Uh, he said, most people just shoot emails. And he said, they don't actually have the, the, the drive to actually pick up that phone and call now because everything's just by email. And I'm like, well, I like to talk over the phone and actually get to know like people. So yeah. um, I, I was, I was quite happy that, uh, you know, that, that, that impressed him enough that he's like, I've got lots of contacts. He's like, I'm going to put you in touch with some contacts. And I'm like, that would be fantastic. And again, that's God. Uh, I, I think I think God just told me something so through you. So, you know, sometimes I just shoot an email and maybe I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you know? I should call and say, hey, you know, I'll send, send an email and then I'll call them. Or, you know, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think, you know, people lose that nowadays with, with technology. You know, they just sort of, it's impersonable. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good everything in society is is that way now yeah even with my own kids like they're my daughter goes and plays with her her friend down the street who's moving away um which for me is a good thing because i find her really really annoying but for my daughter <laughs> it's a bad thing because my daughter really likes this girl um because oh, they're probably watching your podcast <laughs> well uh you know the girl tends to come over constantly you tell her oh she can't play today and she'll come back 15 minutes later and it's just like uh the thing's not clicking <laughs> something just isn't clicking but uh my daughter really enjoys this girl so it is yeah. it is kind of bittersweet for me because like it's sad for my daughter yeah. that she's losing a good friend uh but my son most of his friends he just plays online uh roblox and uh minecraft i don't understand yeah. any of those things but uh they he enjoys playing them with his friend right. um but for me it was always go out and play like uh, we lived out in the country too so it was my brother and i oftentimes just by ourselves uh right we'd play war um and those kind of things yeah. and, and that's what I, we did we played cowboys and indians play war you know we'd ride our bikes miles just to go I, oh, yeah. you know, go fishing you know and we we'd be out in the out in the woods doing uh you know riding our motorbikes or quads or something and you know our parents knew we were okay and you know, we just be home for supper, you know, and that's how we were, you know, when I was growing up. And today, I mean, I don't have any kids, but if I did, uh, they would be um, very sheltered. 
but I also make sure that he went outside and played and did stuff because, um, you know, it, it makes a difference too. Uh, my, I have one nephew, my brother only let him be on, you know, the computer, like, you know, an hour a day or whatever. I don't know, but he had his, his, uh, you know, his, his rules, you know, and like my nephew, I mean, he's out, he works on cars. He knows so many different things. And I, I just think if he was glued to the internet the whole time and, you know, it wouldn't be that way. So, you know, you got to make rules. Society's yeah. changing. Well, yeah, we were, um, it drives me nuts when I catch them watching YouTube and they're watching just garbage and I'm like educational or an actual show. Mm-hmm. And because some of these YouTubers, it's just like, really? How are yeah. you famous? And they have like millions of followers. How are you famous? Like right. <laughs> TikTok, they oh. just, just, I don't know. Yeah. My kids are not on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I, I have a TikTok account, but I've only posted like four videos and two of them are not my own videos. Two of them are uh-huh. a guy, Amadeus Long, who's great. And he's posting nuggets about Christ for, for that. And my son does enjoy watching his, but he watches that on YouTube. Um, yeah. But um, I, I just don't, I don't do TikTok. My videos are usually too long for TikTok anyway. Yeah. But I, I music that's about you know that's what i try to post but they're very short yes <laughs> i'm thinking no one's gonna watch it because no one's making you know embarrassing themselves you know so, but hey someone might just one person might watch it so yeah um so your floral shop you kind of mentioned it a little bit briefly do you want to talk a, a little bit about your your floral shop what it's called and uh... yeah real quick um i've actually had the floral shop for 20 years now and um I ended up uh, buying that building I was talking about earlier. Uh, it has uh, four floors. I have a music studio in the basement, more of a practice practice room or rehearsal room. Um, florals on one floor, and I've won the last two years. I've won uh, number one florist uh, in uh, Westmoreland County. Um, I'm up for the third award this year. I won uh, the best florist in Pittsburgh last year, and I'm not a big company. Um, I basically do uh, all the designs myself, all the buying myself. Um, my mom works there with me. I have a driver and uh, another person that, that comes in and helps with parties and stuff like that. So it's not a big operation, which I didn't want to begin with. Uh, I want to keep it simple. I want to keep it uh, specialized. We do stuff that uh, designs that people around here don't do. Uh, we do more like high-end arrangements, but we'll do, you know, we'll do whatever the customer wants, of course. You know, we do birthdays and get wells and stuff like that. But uh, a lot of uh, designs that I do will be, you know, they make a pretty big impression. And uh, we keep it simple, but we keep it, um, you know, quality. You know, that's what it's all about and handling all the customers. And, you know, God put all these customers in, you know, in in my life that just started promoting my business word of mouth. So I don't do a lot of marketing. And um, like I said, I've been in business for 20 years and uh, I have two floors upstairs in my shop, which I may uh, turn into like a meeting room or or something like that. I'm not sure. My dad was remodeling all of it and uh, and I still got a few things that I have to do now, but it's it's been a godsend. And like I said, without that, I wouldn't be doing my music. So it's, um, you know, I, I love it. I'm I, I'm very fortunate to be doing two things that I love. Um, I guess because I like being uh, 
artistic and creative. And that's how, you know, my mind works. And with the flowers, I can do that. And uh, I also like, you know, talking to people and I do that at the shop and with, with the music and writing songs. And um, it's all, it's all, you know, it's, it's a good life. Yeah. And being able to get that artistic expression out is just very healing. Um, and, and uh, I, I found that with, with writing, uh, sadly, I can't draw with, with crap. My son is the one who's picked up the, the drawing. He's really good at that. Um, same with Lego, anything Lego with him. He, he just sees it on TV and he can go out and he can build it. Um, but his IQ mm -hmm. is, is off the charts um, in terms of that uh, kind of drives his teachers nuts sometimes because he's, he's proven them wrong at times uh, about things. And, and he knows how to back up what he says, because I always say, um, prove it. Like you got to have the backup, but if you're going to, if you're going to say something and he always knows sources, like he's, he remembers everything that he picks up. It's, it's insane. That's why we have to be so careful what we talk about with around him because he's 10, but he, yeah, he picks up on everything and he'll, he'll remember it. Like his memory, I can't, <laughs> uh, uh, my memory sucks, but. <laughs> I'll remember that. Yeah. yeah. And he'll remember things in detail. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we did this, we did this, we did this. And we're like, you were like three at that age. How do you remember that? Like <laughs> <laughs> three years old. Uh, but yeah, his he's just very smart. I'm very proud of my son. Uh, sadly, he's got some health issues that he's dealing with, but he's he's very smart and wants to be athletic, even if his health is holding him back from being athletic. He's determined. Yeah. He's going to do it anyway. That's um, all right. Yeah, it it is hard. Um, I do like to leave off with one piece of advice for everybody. Um, so could you give just one piece of advice for young musicians who are looking to, to get into the into the music industry? Yeah. Uh, first of all, um, you know, if you have that passion in, in your heart for music, don't let anybody tell you, you know, you don't have it because maybe you might not be where you're at right now professionally or vocally or musicianship. You know, you're starting somewhere. And you just got to keep keep it going. If you, you know, if you have a dream, if you have, you know, something you want to achieve in life, it doesn't even have to be music. Um, you know, just get, go for it, and don't let someone say, "Oh no, you're not good enough." Because um, there's artists out there that people told them that, and uh, today they're they're big stars. Taylor Swift, for once, a lot of people didn't, you know. And then she went to Nashville, started writing, and you know, look where she's at now. Um, so don't, you know, don't listen to other people, you know. Listen, you know, to what's in your heart and, and, and no matter what it is, you know, um, and we were talking about being outside your comfort zone, you know, don't be afraid to try it. You know, it might just be as simple as, you know, asking a girl out, you know, you know, simple things like that. And like, don't, don't be afraid. Like you said, we only live once. So, you know, if you have a dream, it's there for a reason. So just go for it. Yeah. And that's, that's great advice because oftentimes, yeah, we, we do like to stick in our comfort zone. We don't like to be placed into uncomfortable situations. And uh, life is all about grabbing those by the horns and just taking yeah. off with them. So thank you for coming on. We really appreciate oh, thank that. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on another time. Yeah, that would be great. I'd, I'd appreciate that. And, um, you know, you and your family, God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cool Exploration. Just want to listen to Gary Clark, he's a country music singer, songwriter. He's been discussing his music uh, as well as uh, his flower shop and how John is really working in his life and how John is using that. And if you 
745 at gmail.com. Well, I have just been uh, blessed with so many people who are requesting to be on the show, and I'm impressed with how many people want to share their testimonies or what they're doing uh, for the Lord right now. Uh, if I haven't got back to you, I promise I will get back to you. Uh, I look forward to, to speaking with each of you and interviewing you. And uh, keep tuning into the show. There, there's lots of, of new people that are coming on here, and if you're considering wanting to to come on the show uh just shoot me an email at tpeters745 at gmail.com and uh, i will get back to you